The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 220. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a Bible study on freedom. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. We finished up the study of Daniel last week, and I was debating what to do this week and decided to start a study on freedom. And one of the key verses that I want to start with comes from John, John chapter 8. Jesus is teaching in the temple, and he has this exchange. To the Jews that believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Now, you may recall that that's not true. And coming here out of a study of the book of Daniel, it's obviously not true because we were studying when they were in captivity in Babylon. And of course, before that, they were slaves in Egypt. And as they're speaking, they're speaking in the temple, and the Romans have built a barracks near the temple so that the temple is literally in the shadow of a Roman barracks. They may be standing in the shadow of a barracks for the occupying army as they say, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? It's a very strange thing to say, especially in light of their history. But it's probably also not the same thing that Jesus is talking about. And so that's what we'll try and uncover as we look at freedom and that theme of freedom in the Bible. As we look at freedom, we're coming up here on the 4th of July weekend. And as an American, we talk a lot about freedom. And we usually when we talk about freedoms, we talk about freedom too. In the United States, we talk about freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of the press. That means freedom to speak, freedom to assemble, and freedom for the press to print. And that may be a definition of freedom. Certainly that's one we'll look at. But what is Jesus talking about here when he's talking about freedom? Freedom from what? Well, he goes on, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. This is a very difficult passage, obviously, for his hearers, because he has called them not children of Abraham, not children of the Heavenly Father, but the children of the devil. And this is, as you might not be surprised, during Passion Week, or the last week of Jesus' ministry. In fact, the entire second half of the book of John, the last eight chapters, take place during the week of Holy Week. And so Jesus talks to them about freedom. And when he talks to them about freedom, he says that they are basically children of the devil and slaves to sin. And when he talks about slavery, he talks about it as separate from sonship. A slave has no permanent place in the family, but the son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Because of the position that Jesus has, because he had the position he has as God's son, he has the ability to make us permanent members of the family, to take us out of the slavery where he finds us. So when he's talking about freedom, certainly in this context, he's talking about a freedom from, a freedom from sin, a freedom from lies, a freedom for the truth. What does it mean to live in that freedom? Or on the other side, what does it mean to be a slave to sin? When a slave wakes up in the morning, the slave doesn't say, I wonder what I will do today. A slave is told what to do and will do it or will be punished. And when he talks about us being slaves to sin, he's saying basically that our wills have been given over and that we don't wake up with the will to decide what to do, but instead carry on as if we were under slavery, carry on as if we were under orders. I don't know if you have in your life areas of struggle, areas where you are not free, areas where you fall back into old patterns, old habits. But I understand what Jesus is saying here. Those places where you've had repeated defeats, where you've had so much defeat that you don't expect victory, where you've given up. Now, in this country, we have a very different picture of slavery, because when we picture slavery, we picture a particular race. And that's not the way it was in Jesus' time. Slavery was something that you entered into because you owed a debt quite often, or you were defeated in battle, and you served as a slave until you were freed, or you served as a slave until you died. And Paul picks up on that theme when he talks in Romans about slaves. He says this in Romans 8, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, and this is Jesus that he's speaking of, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And then skipping to verse 11, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. 
Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace." The analogy here that Paul uses as he ties into this slaves to sin idea is that when we are slaves, one of the things, remember, that ends it is death. And he says, as we were baptized into the faith, we were baptized into Christ's death and we died with him. And that portion of us that was a slave to sin, that was powerless over sin, died. And so he says, you do not need to live that way. I do not need to live that way. And so we should count ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. I wonder if sometimes we are so used to some patterns, some behaviors, some sin, that we are as blind as the people of Israel who look Jesus in the eye and say, We have never been in bondage to anyone. We have never been slaves to anyone. Are we so blinded by our own sin? Has it become so customary? Has it become so comfortable that we don't see? There are some sins that are socially acceptable, like gossip. There are some sins that are expected, like lust or envy or greed or gluttony. Are we so comfortable with the sin that we have in our lives that we wake up in the morning enslaved to it? But we are called by Paul here to not let sin reign in our bodies so that we obey its evil desires. Going back to the John 8 text, there's one little line that I skipped over that is an interesting line. And did you notice it? Who was it that Jesus was speaking to? as he's talking to these people who don't see that they are slaves. It says in verse 31, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said. This whole section here, he is talking to believers. He is talking to people who have put their faith in him and yet are still slaves to sin. This is not a passage that was written about those sinners over there but was written about us. We have been brought from death to life. We have been brought from bondage to freedom. How then will we live? With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always... Thanks so much for listening. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.